everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It's Tuesday. It's October 13th. It's 2020. And we're going to talk about the two-game baseball slate. The Rays took a 2-0 lead on the Astros and the Braves beat the Dodgers. So they're up 1-0 in that series. Um, we got both teams or both four, all four teams playing again. Um, we got a six o'clock game with the Braves and the Dodgers and the 840 Eastern game with the Rays and the Astros. Um, the Braves and Dodgers are in Arlington, Texas, Globe Life Field, and um, the Astros Rays are in Petco, San Diego. So um, we'll start here with the Braves and the Dodgers. We got Clayton Kershaw against Ian Anderson. It's an eight total. Clayton Kershaw is a 167 favorite here. Um, we'll start with Ian Anderson, though, with the Braves uh, being the way team like we usually do. Um, so Ian Anderson, great season, 3x FIP, 32% K rate. Walks, you know, are his biggest issue, 9.4% walk rate, 12.3% swinging strike rate. Hasn't really been hit by either side hard. Um, he's pitched fantastic when he's been pitching here. So it's a really tough matchup against the Dodgers. He is a guy that can get strikeouts. The, the My biggest concern with Ian Anderson is just the walks. Like the Dodgers are a team that they don't strike out a ton. They have really high walk rates, you know, 10.7% against right-handed pitching this season, one of the highest in baseball. So I'm definitely concerned about that. But from a tournament perspective, I think both these pitchers are in play. I think that we have no idea how long the Rays are going to let Ryan Yarbrough go. I know they let him throw five innings against the Yankees. He was pitching really well in that game. Um, and then your Kite, you know, he threw four and a third against Oakland, 79 pitches. So upside and floor wise, both of these pitchers, Ian Anderson and Clayton Kershaw, um, well above the other two. So I think you can definitely play Ian Anderson, even in this tough spot. Um, you know, if you're playing more a showdown slate, I still think he's playable. Like he, he does get so many strikeouts has so much upside just in general. He's pitched great in the playoffs too. Um, hasn't a lot of run yet in the playoffs. Hasn't a lot of run in his last three starts and pretty sure he's only allowed, um, one home run on the entire season. So like him a lot in this one, I know it's a tough matchup, but it's the last four teams in baseball and these are the two best teams in the national league this season. So, um, obviously it's a tough matchup. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, 29.8% K rate on the season, 2.5 XFIP, 3.3% walk rate, 55% ground ball rate, 14% swinging strike rate. Uh, Atlanta has actually struggled mightily against left-handed pitching this season. Um, you know, Ozuna has a 489 Woba or ISO uh, and a 505 Woba. Acuna under 200 ISO, but a 390 Woba. So they have um, definitely struggled here. With lefties, and Clayton Kershaw is one of the best left-handed pitchers in baseball. Has been for a long time now. So I think that Clayton Kershaw is the top pitcher on the slate. Um, but that doesn't that shouldn't shock really anybody. Like he's under he's under nine K on DraftKings. You can play him and Anderson together. Still get plenty of bats here. So uh, as far as like the Atlanta bats go, I don't mind playing Ozuna here. 
He's 4,300. Um, like I said, he has a 49 ISO with a 505 Woba against left-handed pitching, and he has a really high fly ball rate. So Ozuna against Kershaw, um, definitely one of my favorite plays here. From the Braves, outside of him, I probably won't go too crazy here. Like, if you want to get, like, super contrarian, I think you can take a shot with, like, Austin Riley. Um, Travis Darnot has absolutely crushed the ball in the playoffs as, like, a catcher position play. But overall here, I don't want to go too crazy with the Braves or, you know, the Dodgers on the other side here. So let's go to the Dodgers side. Um, like I said, Ian Anderson has been absolutely fantastic this season. Just, just you worry about the walks a little bit, but, you know, looking at the Dodgers lineup, you know, Betts, great numbers against right-handed pitching this season. Corey Seager, great numbers against right-handed pitching this season. Will Smith, catcher play. He has great numbers against right-handed pitching this season. So, you know, you're paying it for bets. He's 5-3. Seager's 4-9. Um, Will Smith is 4-2. You know, you're going to probably be able to build just about anything that you want um, with the softer pitching cap and prices. So as far as, like, the Dodgers go, it would be those three guys would be my main pieces here. I don't ever hate taking a shot on Bellinger. Um, you know, he hasn't had the best season, but he's still a very good hitter. He's a 270 ISO, 374 Woba on the season, under 15% K rate, 13.5% walk rate. So he's definitely someone that can give Ian Anderson a bunch of trouble and give that um, Atlanta bullpen some trouble. So I like this spot um, for a few of these guys. Don't mind plugging some of these guys in there. You know, when you look at the shortstop position overall, you know, you have Carlos Correa there, but really like, it's Corey Seager or you're, you know, taking a shot on like Swanson. So like Corey Seager paying up a shortstop is definitely a way to, you know, kind of look at this one. So uh, Tampa at Houston, no total on this one yet. Um, from what I saw before I get started here, Ryan Yarbrough, Jose Urquidy. Um Yeah. Again, like the Rays, if Yarbrough gets in any kind of trouble, probably going to the bullpen um i'm sure they were pleasantly surprised that they got five decent innings out of him um against the yankees but still only went 65 pitches i i just don't think they're gonna let him go too deep in this one um and then your kite on the other side here like 79 pitches four and a third right when he started getting in trouble against oakland they yanked him so if i if i had to play one of the two it would probably be Yarbrough here. Um, he is a guy that does generate some softer contact against righties. Um, like he has a 5.6% hard to soft contact ratio, which is really solid, really, really strong. Um, they're going to throw a lot of righties at him here, but you know, I, I think that it's a tougher matchup, but if I was going to play somebody besides Ian Anderson or Clayton Kershaw, it would be Yarbrough over your Kitey here. Um, and then like looking at like your Kaidi 15% K rate, almost a five X pip on the season. He struggled to righties massively here. So I just, I can't pull the trigger on your Kaidi in this one. I just don't see him, you know, being a, like a huge difference maker on the slate. So, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. I think a lot of people are going to get their bats from this game on this two game slate. And I'm kind of with them. Like 
I don't know where I'm going to be different yet. Like I, I've messed around with builds on this slate and, you know, I'm going to start here at the Tampa side. Um, a Rose arena has been fantastic. And with your Kyrie struggles against righties, I love a Rose arena here. I think he's one of the top plays on the entire slate. So definitely going to be getting exposure to him. Um, you know, Meadows is back. Obviously he's in play here at 3.7 K overall. Like Tampa is probably too cheap here. Brendan Lau, 4,200. Um, I already talked about Meadows. I always worry about Troy getting pinch hit for. Um, Adamas is 3,500 if you don't want to pay up for Seager. Margot had a home run on uh, Monday. Probably like wouldn't chase that too much here. You know, Kiermaier is really cheap. But, like, looking at um, – and then Mike Zanino, you know, he's not a guy that they, like, will pinch hit for too much. They like him behind the plate. They will in a close game situation if a righty, strong righty's in there. So, you know, obviously you always have to worry about that too. But looking at the Houston side, I think this is where you can kind of get different here. I think you can look at some of these left-handed hitters like Kyle Tucker or Michael Brantley – you know, just playing the lefty-lefty card here. Like, Yarbrough is a really good hard-to-soft contact ratio against righties, but he actually has a really high hard contact rate against lefties, 44.4%. So, you know, looking at a guy like Brantley or Tucker, um, you know, Correa has a really high hard hit rate. I know it's a righty-righty matchup, but, like, looking at some of these lefties, I think is a good way to, you know, try to get different on this slate. Because, again, I think a lot of people a lot of builds are going to be really close um, on this one. So, you know, where, where can I be different? Like Guriel, he's interesting, like how well he hits like left-handed pitching and he's like super cheap. Um, you know, you can pay up for Muncie. You can maybe take G-Man Choi at 3,600. So there's a couple different ways to go at first base, but I think Guriel is, you know, definitely in play here at that price tag um i think a lot of people will go Choi. i don't mind Choi. like he was in my placeholder lineup when i you know was messing around before we got started so definitely don't mind that um yeah it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see how this kind of this slate plays out just where can you be different i think the houston lefties are where you can get different on this slate like i said so Definitely be looking at like those left-handed hitters. Um, overall, like I think, I think the Dodgers tied up at one-one here, but I think the Rays keep cruising. I think the Rays have a really good chance to sweep the Astros here. So, like my main targets are going to be from the Rays, and like I'm just going to try to get as many of those bats in as I can. Like uh, again, I think they're the they're the best plays here, and. And that's kind of where I'm leaning. Um, Adamus Diaz on the Houston side, if he cracks the lineup, he's another guy that could be like a potential difference maker just to make your lineup different here. So there's a, it's a fun slate because there's so many different ways that like you can stack Tampa, but there's not so many different ways that you can be different. So like, I think we're going to see a lot of like duplicate type of lineups here. 
And those are like my favorite tournament slates, um, especially for like single entry, because not a lot of people will like pivot off of some of the chalk in single entry. So I, I think that's definitely a way you can get different, um, like Yande Diaz, maybe like get different with him. So, you know, just really attack like your Kaidi to start this game. I think that is definitely something to kind of approach here. Um, Adam Duvall got hurt in game one against um, like dealing with a bleak injury. So Reddick is interesting as well. Josh Reddick, if he cracks the lineup, uh, another lefty lefty matchup at 2.7 K, but like, I, I, like I said, I think a Rose arena is my top hitter here. And Kyle Tucker, Kyle Tucker and Marcel Ozuna are my favorite ways to be different on this slate. Um, and Diaz from Houston. I think he's super interesting. Um, you know, home run power against the lefty, you know, potentially getting pitch hit for. So, you know, you obviously have to worry about that. But if you're taking a shot on like G-Man Choi, you have to worry about the same thing. So um, I like Diaz just to be different. Freddie Freeman, if you go like Freddie Freeman could easily put up a zero in this spot. Lefty lefty against Clayton Kershaw. But He's going to be lower owned on this slate, I would guess. Um, he's expensive, and you know I don't think a lot of people will go Freddie Freeman against Kershaw, lefty-lefty. So he's another way that you could be different on this slate. So, again, really like Anderson and Kershaw. I think that's going to be a lot of people's builds. If you want to be different, you can go Yarbrough, but um, I think I'm going to go Clayton, Kershaw, Anderson, and you know take some of those bats that I was kind of talking about to be um, different on this one. So... Um, that's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back, uh, tomorrow. We're going to have, um, Sean new, new, you know, talking some specialists. I don't know what we're going to talk about yet. Um, me and him are going to talk about it, um, later in the day on Tuesday and just kind of go through and see if we're going to talk esports or something else, um, for Wednesday's podcast, but it should be a lot of fun. Um, hope everyone has an awesome awesome Tuesday. We have some football too, right? I guess I could talk about that really quick. So we have Buffalo at Tennessee. Let me pull that slate up. Cause like really, you know, showdown slates I think are super fun. So, um, let me pull this game up really quick. All right. So Buffalo at Tennessee, you know, obviously Tennessee, they haven't like they, they've been shut down so long here that, it's interesting, you know, obviously Corey Davis is out. Um, Adam Humphreys is out. Like, they're both out with COVID. Um, John o. Smith is going to be probably pretty popular here. AJ Brown's going to be pretty popular here. But I think you could look at a guy like, um, you know, Raymond. He's likely going to be the number two wide receiver. He's 4,800. Um, had a big week three against Minnesota. So, and like he did that on very small samples. So it's tough to really like fully trust it. But if you're with me and you think Buffalo gets up in this game, um, John o. Smith and Raymond uh, really like those guys. It's hard not to like Derrick Henry, but his price tag, um, like you got to kind of decide, are you going like Allen Diggs or are you going Henry? Um, and I like Allen and Diggs a lot. So kind of where i'm leaning 
like at, at first, you know, kind of like build and look here. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to see if Zach Moss is going to play. He's questionable. Um, so we'll see. We'll have to see if he's going to give it a go. I know um, Andre Roberts is banged up with an ankle injury as well. So if he's out, it could potentially, you know, open the door for somebody that's like super cheap. But I think you look you have to pay attention to like the inactives and actives for Tennessee because they have so many guys and players out right now that, you know, we could potentially find some value in taking some shots on some of these Tennessee guys. Like, you know, I have to like dig into the situation more uh, as far as like wide receivers, but we're going to get a wide receiver three for Tennessee at pretty much minimum salary here. So we need to pay attention to see like who's active. It could be Hollister. Um, Kimmero, Jake Kimmero, like uh, he signs like in September. So I'm guessing that like he could potentially be activated here. So Chester Rogers on Tennessee practice squad as well. So we'll have to kind of see, you know, who it's going to be, but like we're likely going to get a wide receiver three at minimum salary for Tennessee here. Um, and they could potentially not go too crazy here and like use some two tight end sets with um, Frickster. So, you know, definitely have to look at that as well. But, um, you know, my initial thoughts here are I want Josh Allen and Diggs. I don't know who I want at like captain yet. I, I want to make sure like if AJ Brown is out, um, I might captain like John U. Smith or Raymond at their price like captaining raymond at 4800 and getting a captain at 7200 like you can play allen and Diggs. um you can get all the studs you want for buffalo and um you know still get the pieces that you know you you want from the other side of this game as well so definitely be checking out uh slate iq love what they do here at rotor grinders with slate iq um i always think it's a must read for showdown slates must read so yeah, make sure you're doing that and checking that out. And um, like I said, we'll probably talk like tennis or esports or something like that for tomorrow's podcast, um, plus maybe some baseball. So it's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. Good luck in your contest for baseball and football. And uh, we'll see you guys again on Wednesday.